Yeah, it can get lonely. But that's a good thing. Get Over Divorce starts now. everything is well with you cole johnson here this is get over divorce demonstrating life after heartbreak and this is going to be something that seems a little revolutionary and probably a little crazy to most of you it actually is okay to be alone and there's actually a convenience to being in solitude there's times you need to be alone in life especially after divorce but let me get more into it as I go off the top of the dome. Perfect. So there comes a time in a divorcee's life where you just don't need to bother with dating. And it comes a time in a heartbroken's life that You just don't need to think about dating. You don't need to even consider even what the opposite desire of your affection wants. Because sometimes you got to lick your own wounds. You got to take the time to deal with whatever pain that you're suffering. And the only way that you can get to that other side is if you tend to your wounds. Now, I remember hearing a saying that was said to me, I think, actually, by my ex-wife. Where when she justified behavior of a friend of hers, uh, she said, star quote, the only way to get over an ex is to get under the next, end quote. And uh, when she saw this play out, she saw how devastating and damaging it was. Because, well, her friend further spiraled into hurt and pain and got into a situation where mm, it wasn't all that favorable for her. And it was even worse than it was before. When you are in such pain that you have somebody who says to you, I need to get away from you. I need to separate from you and does. You have to take the time to lick those wounds. You have to take the time to be by yourself. You have to take the time to, let me see if I can say this in the nicest way possible. You got to take the time to be a person that others want to be around. Because quite frankly, when you're divorced and you're hurting and you're feeling anxious and have a whole ton of angst and bitterness in you, You're not so pleasant to be around. Look, I'm saying this from personal experience because I wasn't pleasant to be around either. (laughs) Being full of this venom and being literally sick. I was not good for anybody. I wasn't good to be around anybody. I wasn't good to even think about being around anybody. So there's times you just need to be by yourself. Exclamation point in the story. You got to be by yourself. HuffPost.com talks about the process of being alone after divorce and sometimes why it is okay 
and it gives you tips on how to embrace and engage in being alone after divorce. Start quote. I can tell you firsthand that being alone after divorce is very scary, isolating and lonely. It stinks, actually. But once you learn how to be comfortable being alone after divorce, you get a gift, an empowering, independent feeling that brings reflection, peace, self-confidence and self-love. End quote. I wholeheartedly agree. It's a it's a process that that it really sucks at first. But when you get on the other side of it, you'll feel better about it. And I will go into detail about it in another episode as to how that process looks, what that process looks like, how that process feels, and why you need to endure that process altogether. MidlifeDivorceRecovery.com talks about living after divorce this way. Star quote, being alone after midlife or late life divorce is about being alone, alone, 24-7, getting dressed alone. Eating alone, coming home to a nippy house alone, getting in bed alone. You feel lonely, even among friends and family. End quote. I wanted to focus on that particular aspect because doesn't matter how old or young you are. You're going to come to a point in your life where you're going to feel that loneliness. Just to be completely honest, I mean, you're going to feel that alone and you have to be at one with being alone because either you're going to have to do it forcibly or you're going to have to do it on your own volition. One way or the other, you have to come to terms with living your life and loving your life, being in that circle of one. When it's not forever dot com talks about the fear of being alone and how. A person overcame it, which is a good thing. Start quote. The fact is, being able to recognize a problem and taking the action necessary to address it are two different things. And this was not a quick fix. Learning to seek validation internally was something I had to intentionally practice and consciously work on consistently for a long time. End quote. And that's the key right there. It's something that you have to continuously do and you have to consciously do it and you have to continue to do it for a lengthy amount of time. It is there for you. I think what I love about the process of being alone in divorce is you learn a lot about yourself and you learn about life, how to deal with life, how to move in life, how to have your being in life. You get a better understanding of life as how you fit into it and as how you can change it. Because quite honestly, you don't have the split focus of making a mate or making a partner of yours happy. You don't have that, you don't have that split thought. And even with children, you don't have that split thought because you regard well, just about every good parent I know regards their children as their own. And yes, I'm sure most good parents realize, well, you know, their children's their own human being, but they consider their children their own. And so even with their attention being focused on them, it is considered that you're still putting focus on yourself. But that's what you need to do. And you have to be at one with it. You have to love it. 
And I do mean love it. And the reason why I say love it is because you have to get to a place where you're healed and you love being alone. Now, this also may fly in the face of how others think that you have to surround yourself with a clique. You have to be around a team. You have to have your sisterhood or your brotherhood to lift you up in moments of despair. And you have those moments where that is necessary. Yes. But you can't call on your sisterhood or brotherhood or family 24 seven. You sometimes can't even call them, but maybe 20, <laughs> you can't even call them 24 hours in a week, let alone a day. You may have that boost and a two hour burst or three hour burst in a week. But most of the other time, but most of the other time is dealt with you and that mirror and those four walls and that bed and silence in your car, in your house, sometimes at your job, sometimes when you're walking on the street. And there's people surrounding you, but you don't even pay attention to it because you're focused on healing your wounds, which you have to be focused on doing because you have a life to lead. say to you that being alone is not a bad thing i mean sometimes it's not a good thing either but you you need to have that that time to lick your wounds to heal to get right with yourself to get right with god and i'll talk about that later but you need that time to focus on you to look at you and deal with you and here's the time where i had to deal with me And only me. Come on behind the curtain. Deep, deeper and deeper inside you, my love grows. Deep, so deep, you keep the love that flows from me. Perfect. Here I am, I'm at work And it's about 1.15 Now I get off around 1.30 And all I could think of Was being off So I could be away from these people These are my co-workers And well To be completely honest Clients And I just needed to be by myself. I I was having one of those moments where it was, it was feeling raw and I was feeling frayed and I was feeling cut being around these other living organisms. And I just needed to be by myself. And it wasn't that I feared people. It was that I was getting to the point where I was really enjoying my own company a whole lot more than being around anybody else. I mean, it was just a beautiful, glorious thing. Man, I loved it. And then when I got home, which is about two, I didn't do anything riveting or glorious. I mean, I cooked some food. Then I sat in front of TV and I played PlayStation. And I played PlayStation. Uh, I mean, it wasn't all that involving, but 
but it, it was it was good for me and my soul because I was away from everybody. No roommates, no partners, no family, no friends. It was just four walls, my apartment, and me. And whatever I decided to do, whether it was to play on PlayStation or another another hobby of mine, write music, either lyrically or musically. It was a thrill to just be by myself that I didn't have, that I didn't feel the need to share with others what I was doing. I didn't feel the, the, the pressure to be around anybody to do what they wanted to do. I had the luxury of doing what I wanted to do. If I, if I wanted to hop in the car and drive to, well, of course I lived in Houston at the time, but wanted to hop in the car and drive to Dallas, I could do that. And did. If I wanted to just take a walk around the neighborhood, I could do that. And did. If I wanted to hang with my friends, I could do that. And did. It was awesome. It was awesome to not deal with the pressures of dating and not deal with the thought of, well, what is my ex doing? How, how can she be happy and I'm not? Or, or is there a way that she could feel horrible? I went through those thoughts the year after my divorce was final. And I got to the place where I just didn't want to feel that way anymore. I didn't want to down my ex-wife. I didn't want to, to, to be consumed with the marriage and what went wrong and how I made it wrong. I didn't want to do that anymore because I did that. I did the work. I went through the process of, okay, I was, I, I, I was negligent here. I was negligent here. I probably did this and I shouldn't do this in future relationships and I shouldn't have done it and I shouldn't have done it at this one. I went through those steps already. So it wasn't, it wasn't I needed to go through those steps. It was, it would be, it would be rehearsed. It would be beating the dead horse, as they say. I didn't have to beat the dead horse. I already went through the process of healing. Now I have to be washed in the presence of healing. And later I will talk about doing healed things as a, as a hurt person at other episodes, because I did a lot of healed things as a wounded and hurt person. <laughs> I mean, it was horrible, but I, I, I was intentional. I didn't date. I didn't really do much in the world of family functions. I, I may have, you know, of course I did the, Christmas and Thanksgiving thing, obviously. I, I did the big time celebrations. I didn't do the obligatory hang out for dinner and, and, and hang out for Sunday, uh, after type of situations where it was just a kickback moment with family. I didn't do that because I just wasn't in the mode to be there. I didn't, I didn't want to hear the questions of so. What are you thinking about your future? Well, I think about it all the time. And now hearing that, I don't want to hear you ask that question. See, I didn't want to bring that energy upon my family or my friends or my mentors or my coworkers because they didn't deserve that energy. They deserved me to be at my best. And the way that I was at my best was really enjoying my time alone. And if I didn't have any time that I spent alone, I would have been groggy and I was groggy and I was grumpy and I was inconsolable 
but I am my best today because I had blocked out time. And I mean, intentionally blocked out time, like two years worth of time to where I had a dearth of dates on purpose to where I didn't focus on a woman to where I didn't want to even pursue the possibility of thinking of being with somebody so that when that time came, when I was ready to pursue, I was healthy enough to do so. I didn't have to, to think twice about, oh, should I say this? Should I say this? Should I say this? Now, look, I'm human. Everybody still has some lingering things that are in them. But for the most part, I didn't just blurt out my ex-wife sucks or my ex-wife is this negative word or my ex-wife is this negative word. I got that all out of my system. Oh, this podcast exists not because I was perfect, (laughs) but because I was walking through imperfection to get to excellence and how to deal with this process. So there was many times where I dropped bombs about my ex-wife. I'm not proud of that. But I got to the point where I didn't even need to do it. Like now, I don't have the need, the inclination, the desire or the energy to talk ill or bad or horrible about my ex-wife. I don't feel that need. But it had to take this particular time period for me to get to that point. To where when I got a call from her about a few months before I got remarried, I didn't want to talk ill to her. I didn't want to have a negative talk, a negative tone to my voice. And I didn't want to have negativity brought to her that I wanted her to know I am happy and not I'm happy because you're not in my life. No, I'm happy because I've got to a place of healing and peace and I can talk to you. I can have a conversation with you where it doesn't have to be a dredging, a dredging up a past issues, problems, or situations that was never and will probably never be solved. That I am in a better place because I dealt with those people say demons, but I say I dealt with those emotions to where I'm not raw anymore. That I am healed. I actually feel stronger because of it. And it was all because I embraced being in those four walls involving nobody else for most of that week but me. It is important to spend time with yourself so you can learn and know and love who you are. Get over the voices here. Cole Johnson is the host. And I talked about how alone does not necessarily mean bad in off the top. And I mentioned in behind the curtain that I really credit two years worth of time where I didn't dedicate any momentary thought or or, or elbow grease to dating. But what does God have to say about this? Well, welcome to the spiritual connection.
Sometimes being alone is exactly what you need. I mean, there's many instances where you have moments where when you're just not right in the Bible, (laughs) that you take the time to just be by yourself. But David, for a week, after dealing with the death of one of his sons, he (laughs) lay prostrate for a week, praying to God. You know, Daniel in the lion's den, uh, Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. And I mean, I can go on with, with a whole other situations in the Bible where you saw key figures be by themselves. Life can be tough and it can be hard, but this is why this resource exists because I'm here to link arms with you, link hands with you and say that you're going to be just fine. Because this is par for the course. You need to go through this in order to be the better human being that you are on your road to be. Join me in a moment of prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for being here in the midst. And I thank you for showing us what it means to be by ourselves in a joyful way. Because the most important aspect about being alone is that with you, we are never alone. On this earth, we are with another human being, but with your presence in our midst, we're never alone because we are relying on you. Thank you for your words saying that that we should rely on you and not lean on our own understanding because if we do trust in you, you will direct our path. Well, that's where we are right now, Lord. So direct my path in this commentary to reach that person who's hurting, who needs healing, who has the fear of being alone to be taken from them because your word says that you did not give us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love and a sound mind. And it's in your name and in the name of mighty Jesus, I pray. Amen. You want to know how God speaks to you, when God speaks to you and where God speaks to you? Well, everywhere is the answer to that question. But most intently, he does so with you having no other choice but to turn to him. The problem with having people around after you're hurting so is that it's comforting, but it's a mask because you're not dealing with the gunk that's building up inside of you. Unfortunately, divorce brings out the ugliness in all of us and you need the time to heal in order to get away from that ugliness. And being alone is a good thing. I believe.com wrote an article talking about it's a good thing being alone during divorce and you choose it. And it gives you three reasons why it's a good thing. But here's a snippet from the article. Star quote. Societal norms have made it hard for Christian men and women to communicate without being judged as inappropriate. End quote. You looked upon as hmm, a square or odd or weird. If you'd simply actually say, I am not in the mode of dating. I'm licking wounds. I'm, I'm single. I'm enjoying my space being single. And quite frankly, it is a weird spot. And you are acting squarish and weird and odd. I'm saying that because I was. I mean, it's not a it's not a normal thing for human beings to say, "Eh, I don't really want to hang with people. 
I really don't want to date anybody. I really don't even want to deal with family because quite frankly, there's situations where none of them can help you. Only two entities can, and that is Jesus and you. Crosswalk.com talks about the truths, which are so beautiful, that every divorced Christian needs to know about being alone. Star quote, I was a broken, rejected mess, but God reminded me that he loves me, that I am his chosen child, his treasured possession, and he told me that I am the apple of his eye. He reminded me that I am his masterpiece, created to do good works. I was once called and can never be disqualified because his call is irrevocable. End quote. You see, those reminders are necessary because we got to learn that we are meant to do greater. We are meant on this earth to do wonderful things, wonderful things. Oh, man. I mean, it's it's you have a new purpose and and you'll see people look at you differently because, well, when you walk into your purpose, people are going to elevate you because they're seeing something that they can't really control or they're seeing something that they can't really quantify or they're seeing something that really resonates with them. I believe.com also wrote an article talking about the purpose that God has for you in your divorce. Start quote. Some divorced women and men write books. Some speak, some create redemptive music and others start support groups or Bible studies in their neighborhood for single mothers or fathers. We all can find some way to give purpose to our pain after a time of healing. I believe God can use your divorce just as much as he can use marriage. Even just meeting with a newly separated woman or man to shape your hope will bring light and love into his or her world when all seems dark. End quote. The word says for the sake of his great name, the Lord will not reject his people. Because the Lord was pleased to make you his own. And I said this before and, I, and it bears repeating. When you are by yourself, you are never alone because you got God there with you. You have Jesus there with you. You have the Holy Spirit there with you. They're gripping your hands, your body, and your spirit tight. All you have to do is say, yes, I want this healing. Yes, I want this understanding of a better world and a better life for me. Yes, I want to know what my purpose is so I can walk boldly in this earth, boldly on this earth and boldly with this earth to make this place better than the way I came into it. Because now you have to welcome with the convenience of your solitude the power of your purpose. Now, if these words are hitting you in a way where you're saying to yourself, 
I, I, I hear you, Cole, but I just don't know if I can be as strong as you, man, because I still feel as though my ex-wife is this, my ex-husband is that, my ex-boyfriend is this, my ex-girlfriend is that, and I just can't get over that. Well, I'm here to tell you, you can. If I can, you can. And if this isn't enough, I got another resource for you, a free audio that talks about how your heartbreak is in your person. I have the tools that you can heal from it. Just download my free audio, How to Heal from Heartbreak, and I guarantee you, you will be a changed woman or man after you hear it. It's in these show notes or at getoverdivorce.org. And that will do it. That's all the time I have. Thank you for listening to a divorcee's tales through the journey of divorce. I'm Cole Johnson here to remind you why be under the oppressive boot of life Perfect. when you can get over divorce. Be blessed, everybody. For more on Get Over Divorce, go to Pippa, spelled P-I-P-P-A dot I-O, and all podcast directories. Music by C-X-D-Y.